This is the 10,000 Depositions Later podcast, episode 131. I'm Jim Geary. Today's topic, the question to ask after, did you take any medications today that would affect your ability to testify fully and completely? Hey, everybody. I, I frequently see transcripts that contain the question in today's episode title, but I rarely see the bookend question, the other half of this equation, which is, did you refrain from taking any medication because of your deposition this morning or for any other reason? And if so, is the absence of medication affecting your focus, your ability to understand my questions, or your ability to answer them fully and completely? This is very important to know because a deponent's decision to avoid certain medications they normally take might indeed affect their ability to focus, among other things. A surprising number of well-meaning deponents do actually stop taking medications without physician approval, which they know might affect their mental abilities. And so if your deponent has stopped taking the medication the night before the deposition, they might already be experiencing adverse effects at the time your examination starts, such as loss of focus, mood swings, or heart palpitations. And that's especially true with antidepressants, which are very common, many prescription narcotics, and ADHD medications. So it's a good companion question to ask, not just about having taken medication, but also having refrained from taking medication. This issue came up in a case just dismissed on summary judgment in federal court in Colorado. Long story short, the plaintiff there sued the makers of an implantable medical device known as an IVC filter on product liability and other grounds. These IVC filters are generally intended to prevent blood clots from traveling to the lungs and are especially important for folks that can't safely take blood thinners. Anyway, so the plaintiff in this case, the Stanford case in the show notes, uh, had one implanted and thereafter alleged that she had suffered serious complications. Now, there's evidently a very tight deadline in Colorado for these types of claims. So the defense lawyer in the plaintiff's deposition immediately and smartly opened with some questions that were designed to sink the plaintiff's case on statute of limitation grounds. The plaintiff answered yes to both of these critical questions, seemingly then establishing that the lawsuit had not been timely filed. Uh, the defense counsel, about as quickly as it could get its hands on her transcript, moved for summary judgment based on that limitations defense. The plaintiff fought back in part with an affidavit submitted in opposition to summary judgment, which among other things sought to avoid the fatal consequences of her unequivocal answers about when she discovered this issue by saying that she had not taken critical medication the night before her depot because she said it made her foggy. And here's the actual quote from her affidavit. She says, I had my deposition taken on February 12, 2023. I specifically avoided taking any medication the night before my deposition that would make me foggy. But as a result, my pain levels that day were very high and it was distracting me during my deposition. Now, 
why did the plaintiff use this as an explanation? Why did she specifically claim it was her decision to refrain from taking medication that caused her answers to miss the mark? Well, the cynics among you, and I know there's a few of you, might say that one possible explanation is that the defense lawyer had indeed asked her if she had taken any medication that would affect her testimony, but did not ask her uh, the bookend question, which was, had she refrained from doing so? And so at the outset of her deposition, this is what the defense lawyer asked. Quote, have you taken any medication within the last 24 hours that might interfere with your testimony today, like making you sleepy or anything like that? End quote. But nothing else about her medication, including whether she had opted not to take any. And so there are some out there who might say that the absence of the other half of this equation created an opening that the plaintiff sought to exploit. Now, we have no reason to believe that the plaintiff was not telling the truth, that she was, in fact, suffering pain during the deposition. In fact, the federal judge specifically said he didn't discount that she might well have been in pain. But the judge did point out that the transcript didn't show that the plaintiff's testimony was affected by pain at that time or by anything other than the plaintiff's desire to tell the truth. There was no mention of her pain as a factor in the way she was testifying in the transcript during her deposition. And the deposition transcript that was filed with the court doesn't appear to show that any breaks were taken because of transient or temporary pain, nor were there any follow-up questions uh, by plaintiff's counsel that appeared intended to document that the plaintiff was in fact in pain at the time and might have given erroneous answers as a result. Uh, bottom line is that the judge struck the affidavit as a sham and granted summary judgment. Lesson of the day, it's probably not enough to simply ask your deponents if they've taken any medication that would affect their testimony. If you are a purchaser of the fourth edition of the 10,000 Deposition Plater book upon which this podcast is based, you know that I covered this topic of what I call transient mental competency in sections 7.06, 7.07, and 7.08, which deal with medication use at or around the time of testimony, and which also deals uh, more broadly with um, factors such as stress or exhaustion that might affect the testimony. That's on pages 218 to 221 of the fourth edition. All right, so let's walk through some practice tips and we'll be done. Point number one, it is generally wise to establish at the outset of the deposition that your deponent is able to understand the questions and answer fully and truthfully. Again, now here I'm talking about what I describe as transient, temporary, situational competency questions. Again, exhaustion, stress, medication, as they might affect the witness at the time of the deposition. I'm not talking about broader issues of permanent conditions, for example, such as speech, stroke victims, and so on, uh, that you likely know about in advance and that might require some form of accommodation to get the best possible testimony. So a preliminary question along the lines of, have you taken any medication? recently, within the last 24 hours, whatever, uh, that might interfere with your testimony uh, is a good start. But as you know, and you've probably heard me say before, I think there's a slightly better way to ask that. 
because what I really want to know uh, isn't just if they've taken any medication that might interfere with their ability to testify because that might presume that they have some medical expertise to answer that question, whether a medication might affect them or not. What I really want to know is, have you taken any medication, speaking to the deponent, that you've noticed seems to affect your memory, your ability to understand what people are saying, or your ability to answer questions accurately? Again, I phrase it this way because lots of medications might interfere with the testimony, but what I really want to know is, with respect to my deponent in front of me, whether they've noticed that the medication that they've taken seems to have an effect on their ability to understand, to recall, to answer accurately. So again, my first question is, do you feel that any medications or drugs that you've consumed in the last X period of time affects your memory, your ability to understand uh, questions, or your ability to answer them? Then I want to ask, have you for any reason refrained from taking medication in the last few days that you normally take, and do you feel that the absence of that medication will affect your ability to focus, to understand, and answer? Following that, I would then ask some general questions about mental or physical exhaustion or stress, and again, that's covered in the book on pages 218 to 221. Next point, of course it's always important to remember that some deponents will use any lever they have to avoid testimony, especially if you pin them down on critical points during the deposition. And just as in the case that we're talking about today, the Stanford case, the deponent uh, may not reveal the temporary conditions of exhaustion or medication or stress at the time of deposition unless you ask. They may simply be too embarrassed to say that. Next point, if you're defending the deposition, it's always important to make sure that your witness is going to be well rested uh, on the morning that their testimony takes place. It never hurts to ask them, did you get good sleep last night? Are you on any kind of medications that you feel will affect your testimony? Have you made a decision to go without certain medications, without seeking your physician's approval? And if so, how is that affecting you? Uh, finally, whichever side of the deposition you may be on, if you notice that a deponent appears to be sluggish or unfocused, it's good to ask the deponent if they're doing okay. This is actually a good strategy anyway in most depositions to prevent a plaintiff from backtracking on you uh, after the deposition is over and once they realize that you've boxed them in. Meaning that it's often wise to ask deponents at regular, what I call non-obnoxious intervals, if they're doing okay, if they need a break, and if they're ready to continue. This gives them the opportunity to say so if it's true and prevents them from later making such a claim if it's not. All right, that's it for today. As always, very interesting stuff. There's virtually no limit to the way that deponents and sometimes their lawyers may seek to avoid the impact of the testimony that you obtain. And it really takes just a little bit of advanced thinking and planning to bolt some of these escape hatches shut. All right. As always, have a spectacular week. I hope your depositions are going great. And we'll talk to you again soon.